This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We got to give a shout out to Damian Warner, the Catholite, London, Ontario native. All around stud, this guy. Mm-hmm. Like, he is he's one of the best athletes, if not the best athlete on the planet. He is going to be uh, inducted into Canada's Walk of Fame. Nice. With Keanu Reeves? With Keanu. Nice. Going to be hanging out with Keanu Reeves. They've been saving that one, huh? Keanu, yeah, he's long overdue. I mean, I wonder what some, uh, some minor names are on there before Keanu, but that's amazing. You got to spread it out. Bruce Coburn, uh, musician, singer, singer-songwriter also on there. So uh, uh, congratulations to Damian Warner, who's going to be immortalized in Sidewalk in Toronto. What if he sparks up a, a new friendship, best friends with Keanu Reeves? Well, I could see him being like a, a great stunt guy for any future movies, you know? Yeah, if he wants to get something, get into something once the Olympic career is over. Mm-hmm. Probably easier just to be a stunt guy. I would assume so. Or Keanu's body double. Put on that long, long hair wig. Sure. Maybe better Morpheus' stunt double. But either way, jump, jump off stuff. He would be a good Morpheus stunt double, wouldn't he? Damn right. Especially now that it's young Morpheus. Mm-hmm, exactly. That's what I, I mean. Why not? Because he can do this, what, uh, the tri or the decathlon to what, maybe 45? He's a good looking cat. He could definitely break into the Hollywood scene. Forget stunt double. I'm thinking leading man. <laughs> Congratulations, Damien. Thanksgiving long weekend just around the corner here. Uh, one thing you don't have to be thankful for is the gas prices out there right now. We've been talking about uh, how crazy gas prices already are and they're expected to go up. One listener saying they saw 155 a liter out there already. Oh dear. Yeah, it's happening. Our pal uh, Dan McTagg, he's with what organization is he with again, Jim? What's um, the official name? Uh, let me grab it here. He's oh, the boy. gas price wizard on, um, on Twitter, on social media. And you want to follow him because he truly does know when gas prices are about to go up. So he'll tell you the day before so you can fill your tank up, that sort of thing. He's a good follow on social media. He is the president of Canadians for Affordable Energy. Damn it, take. Hey, Dan. How are you? It's Taz and Jim. Uh, just so you know, don't say anything crazy. We're live on the radio, okay? <laughs> Never do, man. I'm always <laughs> careful with you guys. Always <laughs> professional. <laughs> uh, don't say anything crazy except the price of gas right now, which is absolutely yeah. insane. Well, hey, listen, eat all that turkey and you'll get a lot more. So, any event, uh, you know, it's all good news. It's all coming down, man. And uh, tomorrow, down two and Saturday, down one. So, uh Let's just ease off a little bit, uh, have an enjoyable weekend, and produce gas other, by other means over this weekend. So you say that the prices will be coming down soon? Yeah, tomorrow. Okay. Don't fill up One, today if you, if you, you don't have to. Avoid a gas station. I hate to tell to the guys that are there because they're, you know, they're only price takers. But, uh, yeah, it's not, uh, not wise to go there. One forty four nine. I mean, go pound sand. I'm not paying that price. And I think it might be better wait till Saturday or Sunday. If you can. We've heard um, horror stories that uh, gas prices may get up closer to $2 over the next year. Is there any truth to that? Or are you concerned about that being a reality? Um, it'll happen because they don't want to talk about why it's going to go there, if it's going to go there. It would take $120 barrel oil to get prices to uh, to move up, uh, say, to a dollar. 
60 a liter. The rest would be um, on December the 1st, 2022. So a little over uh, 14 months from now, um, or I should say a little less, uh, we're going to be seeing the uh, federal government's clean fuel standard kick in. That's a 16 cent a liter kick in the pants. Jeez. A lot of people don't want to talk about it. Uh, I tried to get it out there, uh, at least in the federal campaign, so that people here in the GTA would actually wait, wisen up a little bit. But uh, yeah, 16 cents and then 19 cents for diesel. And what that really means is even if for the folks that say, hey, I don't drive, I don't care, um, you still buy food. And it gets transported by trucks and by locomotives and farmers that use diesel. So, I mean, we really have to get our head out of the sand here and realize that uh, we could get to two bucks uh, a liter. Uh, it'd be a bit of a stretch, but uh, it's definitely going to be in the 175, 180 range here in the GTA in the next year or two. Okay, Dan McTagg, the gas price wizard. We should have just cut you off after you told us the price of gas is going to go down tomorrow because that was the most <laughs> yeah. optimistic part of this conversation. <laughs> yes, Dan McTagg, the voice of doom. <laughs> All right, well, then let's, let's end on that. If you can avoid filling up today, do that. Follow him on social media, Gas Price Wizard Dan McTagg. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, have a great weekend, guys. Say it ain't so, Weezer. We've all said that after opening up our uh, telephone bill. Say it ain't so. How did it get so high? I'm in a situation right now. I'm a little suspicious because I, I keep getting told I'm using too much data. Mm-hmm. But I'm not doing anything different than I was two months ago. Why is my data so high? Hmm. Maybe it's because my kids have learned how to use type my password into my phone now, so they might be watching Baby Shark on YouTube. On repeat, yeah, <laughs> over not over on the again. Wi-Fi. Yeah, connect to the Wi-Fi, you little <laughs> rascals. We got a uh, message sent to us from one of our Y108 listeners, Jim. Mm-hmm. He's not very happy with his phone bill. Yeah, this is from Paul. He says, can you imagine having to pay for data through uh, a mobility company, even if you do not use it at all? I got charged $10 for not using any data on a phone. So I responded and said, so you turned off data completely and they charged you because of it? He said, no, they will not let you turn off data. It's my mom's phone that I pay for and she doesn't use the internet. Never once. They charge you $10 for using zero data. So I said, oh, I see. Yeah, Canadians pay the most for cell bills in the world. Something's got to change. Uh-huh. And he responds and says... Yes, and no affordable rates or no internet service for us who live in northern parts of Ontario. Love your station and always listen since I moved to Mississauga years ago. And and then I didn't respond to that one. He said, so do you think it's okay for big companies to commit fraud? He said, no, no, I'm just not sure if that actually falls under the legal description of fraud. It's trickery, though. They put it in the small print for sure, so you don't notice that you're paying for something you're not even using. Well, yeah, he sent us a chart that shows like the contract that you sign, and it says up to 100 megabytes, $10, up to 200 megabytes, $20. So essentially, if you sign the contract, that means if you use anywhere from zero to 100 megabytes, you get charged $10. It's not one to 100. Yeah, yeah. So he goes, really? Being charged for something you don't use is not fraud? Fraud and financial crimes are a form of theft slash larceny that makes money or property or uses them in an illicit manner to gain benefit from it. So basically what they are doing is charging for nothing. It is not a service charge or anything similar. Will you pay me for just living? For just living? So what do you consider theft by a company? And so I just wanted to pump the brakes here for a second because he's obviously venting and getting a little worked up. I said, I'm sorry, do you think we're owned by a, a cell phone company? 
And he goes, no, but as a media outlet, you should be, you should care about people who are constantly taken advantage of by companies with fraud and report the truth. If not, you are part of the problem. Many people live on next to nothing on income, but you seem to think $10 a month is nothing. How many hundreds of thousands of seniors are being ripped off? You and your radio station obviously don't care about people. I loved Whoa. your station, but now Whoa. I know what you're all about. <laughs> Don't take Easy. it out on us, Paul. We get it. Yeah, and we constantly complain about cell phone prices. Like, it was a couple weeks ago we were complaining about how iPhones, if you change your geolocation, your iPhone will work faster. In France. In Fr- if you change right. it to France, it'll work faster because France sued these cell phone companies. Yeah, the big companies are out to take your money. That's, that's all they want to do. And it's so true. The regulations with the cell phone companies in Canada, ridiculous. Yeah. In Canada, we pay, according to this new study that came out of Finland and said that Canada pays the highest for mobility prices, we pay 13 times more for data than France does. Sacre bleu. <laughs> the, the, the cell phone companies will give you every excuse in the book too. Oh, this is why we need to pay more here because of this and this and this. It's all nonsense. They've got their lobbyists working in Ottawa who are, are, are just there to protect the rules that are in place so they don't have to change anything and uh, we don't have to pay less monthly. They can keep charging this stuff. Paul, we're on your side, buddy. Mm-hmm. I understand. The only thing I said was I don't think it fits the legal definition of fraud because you did unfortunately sign a shady contract. But yeah. it's like it's like if you well, if how you, many people actually read the the small print when they sign or click I agree yeah, online? Yeah. Not mm-hmm. many, Paul. I've done it too. But yeah, if you if you sign up for a contract for your for your cable company for TV and you never turn on the TV, unfortunately, if you sign the contract, whether it's fair or not, you did sign it and you will be charged. But I agree, we, something needs to be done about these outrageous bills. Landline. Landline and walkie-talkies. <laughs> Wouldn't it be better? Honestly, cell phones are... My God, I'm so addicted to my phone, I, I may have to get rid of it and go back to a, a landline. That five hours this week when Facebook and Instagram were down, like the best five hours that we've had collectively as a species in the past 20 years. You know what I learned? My fiance's eyes are green. <laughs> Paul, we love you. We, we hope you uh, figure your problem out with the phone company there, and we hope you keep listening. We, uh, we are on your side. Please don't take it out on us, <laughs> all right? Call the number, get put on hold for six hours, and then <laughs> yell at them. I don't know if uh, the same is true here in the Taz and Jim listening area on this side of the border, but uh, in a suburb of Boston... Officials are asking people to keep their pumpkins inside this year or to put out plastic pumpkins instead because the health director says jack-o'-lanterns are like candy to rats and they've got a lot of rats out there. Oh, boy. Because of the pandemic. We've talked about this with in this area with rats and skunks and raccoons. Mm-hmm. They're retaking, reclaiming the streets. We see way more of them mm-hmm. on the drive to work in the morning, just kind of cruising around. And it's a fact. Restaurants have closed down during the pandemic. And rats that used to hang out around the dumpsters out back of the restaurants. So gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't have any leftovers left <laughs> so now they're they're going elsewhere to find food and there's a concern that 
the jack-o'-lanterns are just going to be like ratnip. Hmm. You're going to drag all the rats into the suburbs where they're going to decide to move in for good. I'm actually shocked. I've never seen. I, I I've rarely seen rats in my life, but I've seen raccoons all the time. I'm shocked. I've never seen one munching on a pumpkin. I've left it on my front porch. Like n- never. They're sneaky about it. I guess they they come in at night. They have a little bite to eat and get out of there. I don't know. But I've never even seen bite marks. But it seems like free food. Like why are they not like? It seems like a buffet. I'm surprised they yeah. haven't seen them like take them away before. Well, that's because they've all been uh, they've been downtown. They haven't known that the mm-hmm. suburbs are where it's at. It's Halloween, trick or treat, rats! <laughs> Go door to door, munch on those jack o' lanterns, <laughs> eat some a uh, pumpkin seeds, delicacy. This is crazy. When one rat, according to experts, when one rat finds a delicious pumpkin, they tend to let other rats know about it. And then they all start having babies together. Oh, my God. Next thing you know, you wake up and there's a rat on your face. (laughs) I guess they have, like, supersonic screeches that humans can't hear. So that's what they do. They'll get up and be like, Female rats typically have six litters a year with five to ten babies per litter. Each one of those babies can start reproducing within five weeks. Holy... So two rats can easily become over a thousand rats in less than a year. This story is getting terrifying. Yes. I will be moving all our pumpkins inside. I want to see you peacock. It's time for sports. Devin Peacock joins us. And be careful here, Dev. You want to talk about the Toronto Argonauts. We're we're broadcasting in Ticats country here, bud. I know. I know this is not uh, something to troll uh, Ticats fans with, but this is the Toronto Argonauts from 1991. So this is the 30-year anniversary of that team winning the Grey Cup, and that team, I think, should be a sports doc. This deserves a lot of publicity because if you go back to 1991, this is the team that was owned by Wayne Gretzky, John Candy, and Bruce McNall. This is the team that convinced Rocket Ismail to give up the NFL, come to the CFL instead. They gave him the biggest pro football contract of all time at that time. It was four years, $26.2 million. He was going to be the first overall pick of the NFL draft. He was from Notre Dame, and they ended up winning the Grey Cup. John Candy traveled with the team every single week. He was going around with them. It was just like a, a crazy, crazy story. To put into context how much money they gave the Rocket, they decided to pay him not just more money than any football player of all time, but they also covered money he would have gotten from endorsements that he wouldn't get in Canada. So if you put his contract into today's terms, you're talking something probably in the range of $60 million a season. That would never happen in the CFL these days. And so I think it kind of puts into context just how crazy of a story that 1991 team was. They were not just huge news in this country. They were news in the United States as well. Imagine a player getting 60 mil in the CFL when some of his teammates have to work second jobs. Who's the John Candy of today? Imagine Connor McDavid. Seth Rogen. (laughs) <laughs> Conor McDavid and Seth Rogen coming together to buy the Hamilton Ticats <laughs> and just saying, you know what? 
Uh, we're going to try and bring Patrick Mahomes up to, to play, and just how crazy of a story that would be. People's minds would be blown. Yeah, you do kind of forget about how insane that time was in the CFL. Wayne Gretzky was like, you know, still he had like 10 more years to go in his career. Mm-hmm. And John Candy was like, so like, I, I, I love John Candy. and I kind of forgot about his uh, participation in all this, but you go back, there's a book about it. I hope there's going to be a doc about it. John Candy was like all in, like he just loved being a part of the team. And what's also crazy about the story is it fell apart real quick. So they buy the team in 91. By 94, it's all done. Rocket didn't last the four years. He was gone after three years. The team completely fell apart. It was this this one season that was great, followed by two years that were not so great. Well, hopefully it falls apart for the Argos again on Thanksgiving Monday at Tim Hortons Field when they play our Hamilton Tiger Cats. Right, Dev? Of course. Of course. We were talking earlier, Jim, about how jack-o'-lanterns could attract rats. The the rat apocalypse could be just around the corner now. Oh, boy. You've got an infestation in your neighborhood. I've been following the pictures you've been posting of the turkey that has been visiting you in your life. Yeah, I don't know if it's just one turkey who's just roaming around or something, but I keep seeing this turkey just like chilling in people's front yards when I'm walking the dog. I've seen it a dozen times while walking my dogs around the neighborhood. And then the other day I was sitting in traffic kind of near my neighborhood. I look to my right, there's a freaking turkey neck looking up into the shotgun window. I was like, Jesus, what the? And then it's like. A little panhandling. (laughs) The turkey panhandler. It had a a little sign that said, why lie? The money's for weed. And I was like, this turkey is. But no, seriously, it it, it was sitting and I was backing up all the traffic. Uh, I think everybody was kind of scared to get out and kind of shoo it away because they're kind of big, kind of intimidating. These wild yeah. turkeys are a little large. If I mean, a turkey came at me, I'd be nervous. I, I've I've had enough uh, when it comes to enough run-ins with the Canadian geese sure, around sure. these parts, right? I think so, turkeys have bigger talons, right? That's how you describe it. And them. if the turkeys fa- f- have found out what we've been doing to them every Thanksgiving, oh boy. <laughs> They'd not be pleased. Yeah, they're out for revenge. So then the turkey like walks. It does a full circle check of my car. I don't know if it was checking the PSI on my tires, but it did like a once around. And I couldn't get around because it was like around my car and I couldn't see it. Two guys pulled over in a dump truck and tried to like shoo it away eventually. Um, and and I, I don't even know if they were successful, but I drove off. But I, I guess people, like, I posted it on my Facebook page and our Facebook page. And uh, I guess people also are recognizing this turkey. And I guess the local city uh, subreddit has also been talking about it. And it has a nickname, Tony the Turkey. So this thing is like a they local think, celebrity. They think it's the same turkey. I, you don't think it's multiple turkeys? I think I think it is multiple turkeys, but I think symbolically it's just one turkey and has one name i don't know i don't know how how far they travel when is turkey season in ontario just did a google search for you here it would be great if it was this week then you wouldn't have to go buy a butterball jim <laughs> just get the compound <laughs> ball out it's time for sports devin peacock is with us from global news radio and we got a couple stories you want to hit on here uh there's another one of these match golf games happening no football stars this time, just two golfers who seem to really dislike each other. 
no football stars and no 18 holes either. It's uh, Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau on November the 26th. They are going to go head to head in a 12 hole match at the uh, Wynn Golf Club in Las Vegas. It's the fifth edition of the match, the first one on one duel since Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson. And it's okay. These guys have a rivalry, but 12 holes? Yeah, why? I, I don't know why. And it, it's stupid. But also, you can't, like, if you go back a couple weeks to the Ryder Cup and there were some golfers saying, you know, they can't bring their rivalry into this. Well, the golf world can't also push the rivalry when it's convenient for them and then criticize the rivalry when it's inconvenient. Like, if you want the rivalry to happen, fine, I'm all for it. But don't be upset when it bleeds into the Ryder Cup or any other other golf uh, event that's happening because you can't just turn this stuff on and off. Jim, you had a story you wanted to talk about. Our favorite headline grabber in the NHL is uh, making headlines again. <laughs> Evander Kane is accused of using a fake vaccination card. Have you heard about this, Dev? I have. Evander Kane just continues to uh, find himself in trouble everywhere he steps. Uh, this is being investigated. It is not 100% confirmed, so we will see where it goes. But it's illegal in both Canada and the United States to use a fake vaccine card. I don't even know what the penalty for Evander Kane is if this is found to be true, because he's already facing investigations for so many other things. If Evander Kane plays in the NHL this season, it'll be an absolute miracle. I just can't imagine that happening. He needs uh, like a life coach to follow him around. <laughs> like somebody who just tells him, no, Evander, you shouldn't do that. Yes, Evander, you can do this. Should you bet on yourself uh, in, in one of your hockey games? No, you shouldn't do that. Fake vaccine passport? No, Evander. <laughs> Evander Kane feels like the guy that's just walking in the parking lot with his headphones on and almost gets you know hit by a car. So we just got to keep grabbing him and pulling him back onto the sidewalk because he just... He just Trouble finds him everywhere he goes. It's our Stonely Crop Championship tournament. Jim's uh, task when he arrives at work, he has to go through all the pictures of people's marijuana plants that they've sent in over the past 24 hours. Mm-hmm. You got some good ones today? Um, give me a sec here. It's like where to start, huh? I know. There's so many. Um, uh, shout out to uh, Len in Hamilton. Hey, Len. What, what's going on, Len? It's funny, though. There's so many beautiful plants here, and yet still some people are like, all these people have a lot of work to do. There's over 100 entrants. Some plants are a little weak. Some are absolutely glorious. So I don't want to hear any haters on our Facebook page, by the way, saying these people don't know how to grow plants because it's a broad spectrum, and there's some some beautiful ones and some not-so-beautiful ones. Yeah, and encourage, uh, if you're just starting out in something, why don't you offer some words of encouragement or maybe give them some suggestions if you're so smart? Sure. Instead of just knocking their plants, why don't you say, hey, man, I've been growing marijuana plants for a long time. Why don't you try doing this? Uh, you know, a little more water, a little more sunlight, this fertilizer, that fertilizer. Give them some suggestions. Don't just criticize, you yeah. jerks. Yeah. Smoke and a joint and relax. <laughs> And where's your pictures of your plants, Mr. Know-it-all? I don't know. I haven't seen them. Uh, Max from Woodstock. 
Uh, he's got a huge plant. Sam from Rostock. I love when they put their arms next to the buds uh, to show how thick the buds, which is the part you actually smoke, are. And this one is as thick as his wrist, and it looks it looks ten inches long. I don't know how they get that big. We got like Vicky- ten inches for real, or ten inches what you tell your fiance is ten inches. <laughs> okay, this is this is probably thirteen inches then. <laughs> uh, Cam from Stratford uh, Kristen from Brant County Tanya from all the way uh, From Arthur Uh, We got John Strathroy Jarek, or sorry, Eric from St. Mary's And Jarek from London Uh, Adrian from Hamilton Everybody's using all sorts of different things To show us the scale Like I said, the forearms We got Jeff uh, from St. Thomas Showing us his plant Is three Muskoka chairs tall Another new That's unit a big of plant. Measurement. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. That's a, we've had so many Canadian units of measurement here. We've had hockey sticks next to the plants. What else did we have the other day that was super Canadian? A lot of step ladders. Uh, a, a Tim Hortons cup was the super That's Canadian it, the, one. The yeah. Tim Hortons cup to show us how big the buds were. Yeah, and yep. it was it was a large. Tim Hortons mm-hmm. come. He made sure to let us know about that. Andrew from Niagara Falls has a beautiful plant. Looks like it's going to get a lot of yield. He says, I've waited a long time for this freedom. And boy, is he embracing that freedom. Blaine from Harrison with a huge plant. Oh, man. It's crazy because like some of these are just like right next to the house. Like I wonder how much the smell will waft into your ventilation system. Right. right? Not that that would be a bad thing, but it just makes me wonder. Well, it depends who you're living with. I'm sure if they don't mind a 15-foot plant behind your house, they probably don't mind the smell too much. Chase from Sparta is out there in his plaid bathrobe. Talk about Canadian. Uh, <laughs> Almost has a big Lebowski vibe going to him here. Shout out to Greg from Hamilton. I mean, there's so many, man. You got to go through the gallery. It is on the Taz and Jim Facebook page. Bunch of bunch of qualified people up there. And tomorrow we are going to make the decision. Our judges are reviewing the entries. We you still got some time to submit your pictures if you want to uh, send it through the Facebook page. You can do that, or you can text message us one eight three three eight two nine six five four six. That's one eight three three Taz and Jim. But tomorrow on the show we will let you know who the winner of the Stonely Crop Trophy is. I have never seen so many strains in my life with the Taz and Jim Stonely Crop Championship going on right now. Uh, Our listeners across the area sending us pictures of their uh, plants. It's a gardening contest. It's all about like the country fair, as Jim says, Mm -hmm. the size, the, the, the shape, the healthiness of the plant. Obviously, we're not able to sample things. We've told you our bosses aren't into that idea quite yet. It'll, it'll take some time for we'll everyone to get down. used to this, right? Mm-hmm. Shout out to Kyle from Fergus, Ontario. Garrett from St. Mary's. Bruce from Tilsonburg has four massive plants with, you know, I just love it when the when the leaves look exactly like a cartoon marijuana leaf, like they're pitch perfect. Yeah. Like when you see a Canadian leaf in real life, it's like almost like the flag. That's what uh, Bruce has going on in Tilsonburg. You would expect the the soil in Tilsonburg would be pretty good for growing marijuana. Um, you know the tobacco fields and all that. Exactly, eh? So I, I would I would expect nothing less from you, Tilsonburg. Yeah, that may be the next industry in Tilsonburg. That'd be awesome. Vanessa from London, Nathan from St. Thomas, Eric from Hamilton, Bill from Hamilton, Debbie from Hamilton. 
Is there a standout? Like, have you seen anything that has just blown your mind over the past week and a half, Jim? Um, not one in particular. I I haven't really sat down and started like my top five list yet. I'm going to yeah. do that after the show today. But I mean, I got I just have to give props to to everybody for doing it. Uh, and a couple comments saying, "Isn't it funny that these stoners probably couldn't keep a house plant alive, but their plants are 15 feet tall?" <laughs> And I don't know if that's true, but it's partially true, right? No, that's a <laughs> Some listen. Some of it might be. There's a lot of misconceptions about people who use marijuana. Uh, and we've been called out many times uh, when we make stoner jokes. It's not all people who smoke weed are lazy. They're not all sitting on a couch eating Doritos, binge-watching TV shows. There's a lot of very productive members of society who use marijuana for very different reasons. Sure, sure, sure. But if your house cactus got you high, you better believe you'd keep that bad boy alive a lot longer. <laughs> Come on. You are definitely going to give a little more attention yes. to the plant that gives back. <laughs> Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.